0: And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. What up, my dudes and dudettes? How you doing? Darren Starr here, episode number 6.4 of The Drop Set. Thanks for joining me here. It is May 10th. May 10th. It's Friday. I am am tired as hell, but I am here because it is Friday and it, uh, well, honestly, it was on my calendar to record this a couple hours ago, but I got tied up in some stuff. So I could just say, well, I'm late. So eh, screw it. But no, I'm here. I'm here. I got some stuff to go over. We got stuff to talk about. So, um, why don't we, why don't we, how, uh, how have you been this week? You can tell me it's okay. Just say it out loud in your car on the treadmill right now with your headphones in, just say what kind of a week you've had. I've had a great week, Darren. I've had a crap week, Darren. Let's talk about it. Sit down. Come on. Pick up, grab a chair, sit right next to me here, and uh, let's talk it out. It's going to be kind of a one-sided conversation. Apologies in advance. So um, it has been wild this week. Wild in the sense of, like, it's been a really normal week, but it's just been so damn busy. Um I've really been feeling kind of off all week. Um, I uh, it was kind of funny. I had a a client come up. Um, she was actually she lives in Texas. Katie, hi, how you doing? Um, and she was making a, a trip for personal reasons um, into uh, Tennessee. And she's like, hey, since I'm going to be there, you know, I'm not too far off from Darren. Let's try and arrange a workout. So on Thursday. Um, Well, actually, we'd scheduled it for Thursday, uh, yesterday, and uh, that was like last week, and you know me, I I like, I put it on my calendar, and then, you know, out out of sight, out of mind, I'm looking at my daily calendar, I'm not looking a day ahead, so um, I finish up my workout on Wednesday, and I mean, I, I actually did not finish it, I crapped out one exercise early, I was just dead, dead to the world, I'm like, oh, God, and I walked out of the gym thinking, at least I'm taking tomorrow off. And then I I get home and check my email, and there's Katie. So what time works for you tomorrow? I'm like... Oh damn it! And I had this conversation with her, and I told her about. It. I totally outed myself for being an idiot to her. Like I thought I was actually going to have a day off, so uh, it was it was fine. It was it was fun to uh, to meet with her. Uh, we went through a uh, glute workout, um, did some stuff that uh, you know is in her current plan, focusing on you know just technique execution a little bit. Brought in some new stuff, um, showed her some tips and tricks, some tactics, etc. So that was kind of fun. And uh, yeah, what do you know? My ass is sore today. So there you go. And I I was intentionally saying, like, "Yeah, nee, I'm not going to kill myself here because uh, you know, I was planning on taking a day off, but you know how that is. The only thing that I really held back on was um, I, we worked in a uh, reverse machine squat And that's something that's in my current program that I do right now. And I will typically work up to, you know, working sets somewhere in the six to 700 range for, you know, six to 10 reps, something like that, as far as added weight, six to 700. Um, And so yesterday I'm like, I'm stopping at like 270. That's as high as I'm going, but I took it a lot deeper. I did more reps. I went slower. It hurt almost every bit as bad. And it was, you know, a different kind of stimulus. So it was good to change it up a little bit. And then, um, we were doing barbell RDLs, and we were just using the same bar and putting some weight on, stripping it off. Um, and the reason on that reverse squat also is I didn't want to – well, first of all, I was trying to take a day off. I wasn't trying to go super heavy, but also I didn't want to be piling on and and, uh, and shedding off, like, you know, seven or eight plates between sets. I was like, no, ain't nobody got time for that. That's a pain in the ass. So um, – and then we, we went to RDLs and I was just like 135 is cool. And so, um, then I, uh, we stripped it off. We went down to like 95 for hers, focusing on technique and it, I mean, technique is great, by the way. It was really good. It didn't need a lot of correcting from me. Um, it's more about just like, yeah, we can do more go, you know, push it, push it, push it. So, uh, it was me just kind of yelling at her for a bit and <laughs> getting her out of her comfort zone, which is kind of fun. I don't get a chance to do that a whole lot. Um, and then uh, we're putting 135 back on, and she's, uh, she's like, zoning out. She's trying to talk to me about something. So she just grabs another plate and starts putting it on. And I literally said, whoa there, Turbo, what you doing? And she said, you don't think you can do 225? I'm like, all right, damn it, gauntlet has been thrown down. Fine, put it on there. I'll throw it on the other side, we're going to do it. And I did it, and it was fine. I'm like, okay, I've been holding back, apparently, too. So but it it was supposed to be a day off it was supposed to be a day off so did i take the day off no why because i'm a dipshit i should have but i went and did a back workout it was fine it was good i'm taking the whole weekend off now i'm not going in i'm taking a weekend for me because i'm tired i'm stressed out i'm not really stressed out i'm a little frazzled um i didn't sleep super well last night um i've got two people competing tomorrow um I'm excited about that, so uh, Megan down in Florida, Rachel down in, she's not in Georgia, but her show's in Georgia, um, and uh, I have uh, I have high hopes, and uh, yeah, I never go into shows with expectations, but I have high hopes, um, I'm, I'm curious to see how these things are going to play out, uh, Megan's doing figure, Rachel is doing women's physique, it's Megan's second show, Rachel's first, so good times all around. Um, In fact, I just need to check things really quick and just make sure nobody's trying to get a hold of me right now for things, because I told Rachel, I'm like, hit me up. Um, I know Megan's good for a little bit, um, but okay, no. All right, cool. So I can continue recording. Everybody just got a chance to listen to Darren check his phone. Wow, it's a really engaging podcast here. Yeah, let me just go. Let me scroll through Instagram here and just like some stuff for a little bit. Hold on. Just bear with me. I got got some social media stuff to catch up on here. So um, no, I'm kidding. so what 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 where am I going with this? What am I talking? so um I've got people competing this weekend um other than that that's that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. I've gotta write a peak week for for Sam who will be competing next weekend up in the northeast in bikini um and then uh get Rachel and Megan each set up with their post workout plans or post show plans after uh once it's all said and done so anyway um. The, the Lawn Update. So uh, I, had, I had somebody new start up this week. I'm going to go ahead and out her. Gabriella, hello. Uh, I know she listens. So um, she said, and you all can blame her for this. I will, I will direct you to her social media, and you can all leave her nasty comments if you like. She said she enjoys the Lawn Update. So because of that now, you all have to suffer along and listen to it. So it's not my fault. Somebody encouraged me. And it's Gabriella, So it's her fault. Direct all your nasty comments and your eye rolls her direction. So um, the lawn update. Well, I just watered it. Thank you very much. In fact, hold on. We've got indoors by this back door here, there's usually a peace lily that sits there. It was looking really unhappy. Um, And so we stuck it outside yesterday because it was going to rain a little bit. It didn't rain a whole lot. And it was still looking pretty crappy this morning. But I watered it when I was out there watering the grass. So I'm just going to wheel around to this window here and look at it and check and see if it uh, is any happier. Yeah, it still looks like shit. Uh, It might need a little bit more water. Uh, Okay, so um, I, I still don't have new stuff coming up yet. Um, everything else is growing like a weed. I mean, it's, it's growing like grass, literally. Um, but I mean, it's growing really well, but it's all the established stuff that's growing. The new stuff is not coming in yet. The stuff that I put down last weekend. So I've been really aggressive with it, watering it twice a day. I don't think it's getting too dry, um, but also we've been, you know, we had we're supposed to have some rain yesterday. Well, we had... A little bit of rain for like twenty minutes, you know. I mean, it wasn't really enough to get the job done. I had watered it earlier in the day, um, so and I kind of gave up on the front. Um, uh, we have Bermuda grass out there. I put down some seed just in some barren spots, and then I missed a couple days watering it, and so all those seeds died. I know because that's it, in a really, really d- like direct sun much of the day. So um, that's one of those things where if I'm not on it and I miss a day, I'm screwed. And I'm traveling back to Oregon this coming week, leaving on Thursday, coming back the following Tuesday. I won't be here to water or anything so I can't put anything new down right now. So um yeah. So uh that's uh that's the lawn update. So um uh, the, the problem also if I could just Expand on this for a second. The other problem is I use one of those rotary hand spreaders for grass seed when I when I put it out there. Uh, So it's like it's got a little, it's a handheld thing, and it's got it's basically like a bucket with a handle on it, and it's got a little crank that you turn, and the seeds fly out in all directions. It's about actually about a 180 degree arc out in front of you. Um, So it you don't really have a whole lot of control over exactly where it goes. And so the problem is a lot of those seeds have then landed on our cobblestone patio. And have taken root in the sand joints between stones. And so now, as part of watering the lawn, I'm also going out and pulling out grass that is growing up in the sand joints on the cobblestone patio. Kind of annoying. Kind of annoying, but I don't care. It's a small price to pay. There's only a finite number of those. It's not like they're growing up from the ground. It's, it's just the stuff that landed there. But then I'm like, you know what? It's not even in dirt. It's in sand. Why is that crap growing? And the stuff that I want to grow isn't. And I know the answer to that. It's because... Uh, it doesn't necessarily need a whole lot of nutrients just to get growing. It needs water, um, and I'm watering it because it's getting splashed off from what I'm watering out in the dirt, um, and also the sand is very loosely packed versus the ground here, which is not. It's kind of hard, and so I've, I had a strategy in place to overcome that. I'm not sure if it has worked. Maybe by the time I record this again on Monday for a follow-up, I'll have better news. We're supposed to have a bunch of rain all weekend long, which would be fantastic. In fact, hold on, let, let's, um, Darren's going to check his phone again and pull up the forecast because I know everybody listens to the drop set so that they can um, experience Darren checking the weather forecast on his phone. Um, Okay, 70% chance of rain by 5 a.m. tomorrow. Three quarters of an inch. Okay, yeah, yeah. So tomorrow will be good. I don't think I'll have to water tomorrow. Sunday is 100% chance of rain too. So yeah, it should be a a good weekend. And then uh, tapers back down Monday. Yeah. And then I'm kind of worried about it. We got some Blazing Sundays coming up at the end of the week once I'm gone. But hopefully we'll have some stuff that's established a little bit by then. So, um, Okay, that, that's enough of that crap. But again, thank you all for listening. And now that I know somebody cares, I'm going to assume that everybody cares. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go to a, a, a question here um, that came from a... What would be the best way to describe this? A really good friend of mine that I hadn't spoken with for years until they emailed me recently and said, Hey, what's up? And we caught up, and there was a lot of catching up to do, um, but it was really good. So, Jamie, I know you're listening out there, and I appreciate that. And um, I'm just really, really glad that you reached out to me because it was re- it's was it been really good catching up with you. So, Jamie McGee um, had, had a question in, uh, in an email, and what they said was, So... To lose weight, you have to have a calorie deficit to build muscle. As I understand it, you have to have a calorie surplus, primarily protein, parenthetical note. How do you build muscle and not put on pounds? I think I know what they're getting at there. Or is it in the off-season, you bulk up, then before you actually compete, you're shifting to a deficit to slim that fat off. was just curious how that works as it almost sounds counterproductive. Yes. (laughs) It does sound kind of counterproductive, but largely that's it. So let's fact check this, shall we? So to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. Yes. Um, to build muscle, as I understand it, you have to have a calorie surplus, kinda. Um, and you said primarily protein. I mean, we do do need to have a higher protein intake for sure. Surplus? I don't know. It depends on your training intensity. Um, there are people who have been able to put on muscle at a deficit because they're at a daily deficit, but. Uh, more of like a short-term hourly uh, deficit. They're not hitting. They're they're not at a deficit um, during their training window and their post-training recovery window. That they're flooding in a bunch of calories there. Um, so your body that, that's when it really needs nutrients. And so if you flood yourself with a lot there, you could still be at a daily deficit, but still giving yourself enough that you can actually grow. Now it's not going to be uh, 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 strong. Uh, growth impetus there, but there's still something there. There's still something there. Um, How do you build muscle and not put on pounds? I have an answer for that in one word. Slowly. Slowly. Um, So you will put on pounds, but I think what you're talking about there is how do you uh, build muscle and not put on unwanted pounds? And realistically, you can't but you can minimize it. So the the question is, um, you know, we uh, I, I just finished an off season with somebody here, um, and she's going to be doing a figure show coming up. And I think in the off season she put on 14 pounds, and seven of that was muscle. That's not a bad ratio, because then when it comes time to do it, we can keep most of that muscle and lose all that fat and then some. Um, so that I'm, I'm okay with that. that that's that's reasonable. Um, now. Also, we were being a little bit more aggressive because of how much time we had to do it. So, and also, I've talked about this before, but I, I'm a big believer in you know having clearly defined phases that you go through. Like, okay, we are in a cut, we are in a bulk, um, and this isn't true for everybody, but for most people, being in a defined phase like that, where you're kind of stretching yourself outside of your comfort zone you're going to see faster results that way. And it's validation that what you're trying to do is actually happening. Like, okay, uh, we're going to go bulk and you know, everybody says, I want to do a clean bulk. I'm like, okay, great. And we started on a clean bulk and calories are very moderate and the scales barely moving. And usually in about four weeks are like, fuck this clean bulk. Let's go hardcore and put on some pounds. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but that's what a clean bulk is. It's one of those things that will really test your patience. Um, and it's really slow. Building muscle is a slow process. And if if you're not putting on fat as well, then you're not really seeing much change realistically over a short period of time. Um, so it depends on how patient you are. If you consider yourself an extremely patient person, a clean bulk is good for you. If not, it's not a good idea. It's not, Because you're, you're going to get bored of it. You're going to be like, screw this crap. Uh, where are the Doritos and the donuts and the Oreos and the Chips Ahoy and the beer and the pizza and the burgers? Sorry, I'm here. I'm here zoned out for a second there. Um, so, uh, putting on some extra pounds is okay. Now, if you put on 40 pounds, 10 of that's muscle, 30 pounds of fat, that is lazy. And that's just that, that, that will happen if you, uh, conduct your bulking phase exclusively by the scale. Like, I want to put on pounds, and that's it. And I'm just going to eat until I put on as many pounds as I can. That's what happens there, and you and most of them then are, are not productive. I would say, you know, up to about 50%, that 50-50 split, like what I was talking about before, 14 total pounds, 7 muscle, 7 fat, that's good. Much more than that, and I'd say, eh, probably got a little sloppy. Um, so... Uh, and then uh, the follow up there, or is it in the off season you bulk up, then before compete, uh, before you actually compete, you're shifting to a deficit? Yes, yeah. So again, very cyclical. Have clearly defined goals there. Um, just because also if you're trying to. Um, go with a less aggressive deficit. So you're in a deficit, so you're shedding fat, but just a little bit of a deficit, not much of one, because you think, I would argue rightfully so, that if you're at a moderate deficit, then um, you're going to retain more muscle. Um, because especially as a, a natural athlete, if you go at a big deficit and you're like, I'm just going to train really hard and keep all my muscle, yeah, not likely. You're going to lose some. You're going to lose some. And you know you worked hard for that, so you want to keep as much of it as possible. The problem is then... Um, when you go that slow, unless you don't have a whole lot of weight to you to lose, like if you are a bikini competitor who is naturally lean and you stay within, you know, five to seven pounds of your stage weight year round, um, then great. You can do that. You, you can, you know, at at that point, realistically, you could probably not even prep and show up on stage and you look like you belong there. Um, but of course, you know, if you drop those five to seven pounds, it'll make a big difference. So, um, but, uh, the The problem is usually if you've got more than that, you don't have time unless you want to be in prep for thirty five weeks or something like that. And I've never met a person that wants to do that. Um, there was one guy who who messaged me a while back, and I know he he's a listener. I don't remember his name. I'm so sorry, but I think he said he was doing something like a twenty six week prep, and I told him I'm like, dude, you're a psycho. More power to you. <laughs> I mean, that's that was a long, long time. Ugh. I think he said like without cheat meals either. I'm like, yeah. See, he, here's the thing. One of the reasons why I'm hesitant to compete is because I know there are people like that out there, and I can't compete with those people. I, I don't have that kind of discipline. Uh, I, I just don't. I, I would like to. Actually, I'm not even sure I would like to, to be totally honest with you. I'm not sure I want that kind of discipline. Uh, I like living a little bit. you know. I think a 14-week cut is next time around that will be about my limit. I'm going to give myself about 14 weeks because I held it together pretty well for 14 weeks last time. No issues. 26? Yeah, big middle finger to that. No thanks. Um, So there is that. And then I wanted to talk about uh, something else here. Oh, my God. If I get one more phone call from an 828 number... Geez Louise decline. So here's the thing. My phone number is an eight two eight number. So all of the spam telemarketers, they know that you are more likely to answer a call if it comes from your own area code. So um therefore it seems like and eight two eight is Western North Carolina, Asheville. Um and so apparently I, I am like <laughs> popular among everybody in Asheville, is what I would think by looking because I don't even live there anymore. Um but every number that calls me is an 828 number because it's somebody trying to sell me health insurance, which I already have, um, and they're they're spoofing the number so that it looks like it's showing up from a local number, and it's so obnoxious, and you can't block them because it's a different number every time. You can, but then you know, you're never going to get a call from the same number twice. I know I'm not the only one who experiences that, but holy shit, it's annoying. Um, okay, so I wanted to transition then and uh, go over a uh, voice note here uh, from somebody, voice note. Voicemail, voicemail from uh, from a, a listener who has uh, who has joined us before on here and and had something to say previously. And before that, uh, well, actually, let, let's listen to that, and then I have something else that I want to share um, along with that as well. But let's uh, let's, uh, let's uh, get the uh, get the good word here first of all from Paige.
1: Hey, Darren, this is Paige from Pittsburgh. I'm really glad that the drop set is you know back full force. It seems like I hope all is well. Um, so I was calling in to kind of um, give some thoughts on your recent, um, I guess, question about uh bad coaches, and it's kind of interesting that you recently bring this up, because this past weekend, I actually dropped my coach, because he was being extremely harsh, and I am three weeks out from a show, and very stressful, and he kind of just pretty much told me that I should drop from the show even though I've been putting in lots of work for the last 20 weeks so um yeah I just I was just so upset he pretty much told me to drop from the show whenever I've told him I will do what it takes to bring my best and I just feel that that is terrible when a coach is very discouraging I mean just you know, let me go to stage, let me work hard, let me do what I can, but I guess he was more worried about his reputation and just broke me down. So while I was super upset about it, I know what it takes that it's all about mindset, so just trying to um, kind of revamp myself, um, get my focus back. Um, I'm just going to take some plans that I had from previous preps and try to pretty much coach myself. I mean, three weeks out isn't really a lot of time to start with a new coach. I do have someone in mind that I would like to do a reverse diet with. So I am excited to start fresh with someone after my show. But these next three weeks might be um, a huge learning experience. I will say that. But I've definitely learned my lesson that I want a coach that cares. I want a coach that, um, is encouraging while also pushing me. And I just realized that the coach I had before was just a typical bro, hardcore, young coach who didn't even do it full time. And I guess in the end, um, I just want to say that I always want to do my best and I feel like a coach should support that no matter what um and there's nothing wrong with doing a show for fun and he was telling me that uh that's not how a champion thinks so i don't know what are your thoughts on that darren do you think uh it's fine to do a show to bring your best do your best and see what happens i mean i see all the time that people don't always look show ready but do the show um
0: and I think it was at that point that my voicemail's like, yeah, you're done. Sorry. <laughs> she she mentioned I I, I hit her up uh, via Instagram and uh messaged her. I'm like, hey, thanks for the note. And she's like, yeah, I think I got cut off. It, yeah, it'll do that to you. But that's great. And you know what? Um, I am totally cool with long form messages like that, just for the record. So um this is uh okay. Sorry, Paige. I'm gonna try not to butcher this, but I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Paige Sabedra. Um you can find her on Instagram at, at Paige Sabedra. Just P-A-I-G-E-S-A-B-E-D-R-A. Follow her, cause she's got some great stuff on here. And, you know, especially knowing this story and what she's going through right now, I'm like, yeah, that's some shit to have to deal with at three weeks out. So Harsh coaches, that's the thing. I mean, you can have a coach that will tell it to you like it is and not BS you. But being harsh and saying things like, yeah, you're not ready. You should drop from the show. That's not how a champion thinks. I'm like, well, dude, you know, I mean, what if I I don't – I mean, I want to be my best, but what if I don't want to be a champion? What if, as Paige says, I just want to go up and do a show just for fun? You know, clearly, I'm putting in the work. I've done the stuff. I'm not, you know, just putzing around and doing the – not taking it seriously. I'm putting in work. My conditioning isn't apparently where you want it. Can we just do it anyway? Because there's you probably, I would imagine, um, at least in some way, financially committed to the show, whether you're registered for it now or not. There's still other commitments that are probably in the bag at three weeks out. And so uh, if it were me, Paige, in your in your shoes, and, um, and I'm going to assume also, like, you know, I've had a longstanding relationship with this coach, and they're telling me, yeah, you're not ready, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well... I'm doing the show anyway um, because I've committed to it. I'm invested in it. I've paid for portions of it. Um, So that being said, are you going to help me or not? (laughs) And realistically, I don't really care what their answer is because I don't want them to at that point. But I'd like to understand what their motivations are. Um, And if they're that concerned, I mean, the only real answer for that is, you know, being concerned about their reputation. And honestly, you know, I mean, you know me. I am all about on this podcast burning bridges and calling people out. Part of it's just because I feel like I have some anonymity because I don't think a whole lot of people listen to this. So I feel like I can get away with it. Um, but also, I, I stand by it. I mean, if I think somebody's a dipshit, I'm going to say that. If I think some supplement company's garbage, I'm going to say it. Um, so I don't, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not worried about my reputation. As a coach, you know, I've, I've certainly had people get up on stage where I'm like, nah, that wasn't the conditioning that we wanted, but I make sure that everybody knows like, you know, the, the ultimate standard that we want, especially cause you know, I work with a lot of first timers. The standard that we're looking for is for, for those oftentimes is, you know, does it look like you belong up there? That's the first, um, the first hurdle to clear. And if you look at somebody like Nicole Wilkins, for example, and you look at the pictures from her first show, the answer to that question might be, no, she didn't really look like she belonged up there. I mean, she did. If you look at those pictures, you're like, mm. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, not there. So everybody's got to start somewhere. I am not saying you have to be first call out in a competitive class in your first show or else we're not doing it. I think that's stupid. Start somewhere. And also I have a conversation with a lot of people early on. Um, and Paige, I know you've competed before, so this isn't necessarily you, um, but they, they want to get up on stage and they want to do it. Even though I'm like, yeah, boy, you could benefit from another six to eight months trying to build and grow and develop a little bit more. Um, But they're like, yeah, but I want to do it. I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing. We're going to prep. This prep is going to be a lot harder because you don't have as much lean tissue on your frame. Um, you, you haven't built up your metabolism yet. Um, by the time you get down to a stage level of conditioning, you're going to feel super tiny. That's something I always tell guys just to try and scare them into waiting a little bit longer. Like you're going to feel like the smallest SOB up there um, because you you probably will be because um, a lot of the times these are guys that want to compete in NPC shows and they're naturals. So they're already disadvantaged. Um, like, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got hurdle X, Y, and Z in front of you. So what is our real goal going into this show? And if they say, I want to do it for fun, or I want it for the experience, or I know I want to do this and I want to do many shows, I want to get one under my belt so that I see what it's like. I'm like, you know what? I 100% support that. And we're going to get you as ready as we can. You know, you're probably not going to be in the running for the top spot, but we're going to treat it as though you are. And I'll just be very real with people and have that conversation with them. You know, if that's what I think, and sometimes it is, and sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's your first show. I'd like to wait around a little bit and build a little bit more. But you know, you got really good genetics. We've got enough time. I think we can do it. And you know, I I have high expectations. So it just depends. It depends. So yes, Paige, you are in for a huge learning experience, as you put it. Um, Three weeks out, I I think you're making the right move by not starting with a new coach just because if someone was to come for me and say, yeah, I'm three weeks out and this happens a lot. um, Well, not a lot, but it's happened many times. Um, Yeah, I'm three or four weeks out. I just dropped my coach. I'm looking for a new one. I'm like, it's not me. You know, there are some guys who are really, really qualified to do that. I'm thinking guys like, you know, Matt Jansen, AJ Sims, uh, Jason Theobald, you know, they will do short-term, you know, rescue preps, basically. Um, I'm not comfortable enough doing that. Uh, I'm, I'm not comfortable in learning the ins and outs of someone's body that quickly in order to make it happen. And also, um, I'm pretty sure that with those guys, um, <laughs> you know, a- anybody that they work with on a rescue prep like that, there's going to be an extensive supplementation regimen as well. <laughs> And I don't mean stuff that you get from Amazon. So, you know, I think, I think that's where a lot of the magic comes from. And then just getting macros dialed in and understanding that when somebody switches coaches, they're mentally like recharged and it's almost like they're starting their prep over and they know they can hammer the shit out of that person for three or four weeks and that mentally they'll be able to stick it out. So I think that's got a lot to do with it. It's just not something that I'm comfortable with coming in at the last minute and trying to rescue a prep. So I think, I think you've got the right idea as far as doing it yourself and you know, you're, you're not new at this you've been doing it for a while. You kind of understand the general process, even if, you know, I don't know how how much a lot of that process or or the thought process or decisions behind um, dietary and cardio changes um, your coach had explained to you, um, but you probably picked up on some things here and there, and you've got an intuitive sense of, you know, what your maximum amount of cardio is, how low you can get your calories and still, you know, function as a normal human being or, you know, a normal human being on prep. So you've got an idea of what those limits are, and in three weeks, you can make a good dent. You can learn a lot. And especially, I think you can learn more doing it yourself. You know, maybe if you were taking a coach that really knew their stuff and really had your best interests in mind, I think you'd learn more sticking with them for the last three weeks. Um, but otherwise, I think you can learn more on your own. Um, and, and still probably, you know, I, mean, I think you've just intuitively you know enough that you can you can at least stay on a similar course and maybe not accelerate to the finish line, but keep progressing in the same direction. And the main thing is just keeping that mental focus and not thinking like, well, my coach gave up on me, so now I'll just give up on the show and I'll just get up there and go through the motions. But, you know, that is not what I heard in that message at all. So um, I, think, um, I think wanting to do your best, even if it's just for fun, is probably... The, the best mindset to take Into doing a show It's probably the best reason to do a show Doing a show because you want to win I mean that's nice But only one person is going to win And there's a lot of good stuff that can happen If you don't win a show So I I, I always will ask people To dial back a little bit If they say I want to go in and I want to win I'm like okay well great But you know, so does everybody else And let, let's think about some other things That can come from this too <laughs> And then we'll do our best um, But you know you know, your best versus everybody else's best. We're just going to have to wait and see. Um, it's not like you can do anything um, to guarantee that that's going to happen, uh, it, especially not for a first show. So, um, yeah, so you said, uh, I want I want to do my best and I want a coach that should support that no matter what. And I totally agree with that. So um, best of luck to you. Please do keep me posted. Keep us posted. You know, let us know. You know, call in again um, you know, as the show gets closer or after the show and give us a breakdown. Let us know what happened. I'm I am genuinely curious. I would like to know. So now to that end, also, I was just um looking through um and, and just looking at um on the, on the topic of, of coaches. And I was talking about like demotivational coaches, but just, you know, online coaches in general. So, um, and I, I found one and I, I won't mention how I found this person. I'm not going to say anything about them. You know, I'm all about calling people out, but you know, th- this is a little different. So, um, and this person has a website and, you know, they say, here's what my services are. And they have their price list posted online, which is, is cool. Cause I was like to kind of go in and you know, I, I know where I'm at on the on the pricing end of things. I'm I'm on the lower end, realistically. I know I a lot of my clients, um, they, they found me and they were they were excited about that because like, oh yeah, he's not three hundred bucks a month. Okay, this is cool. I can afford this. It's doable. Um and what I try to do is you know charge what I think is a fair price and uh, you know offer the services that I offer and then try to over deliver beyond that. So um, I do like just checking in on other people though, and seeing like what's their level of experience, what are they charging, and, and you know when it when it's available, because some coaches are like really kind of hard to find out what they charge. Um, so, what I found from this particular coach, this price list is like, man, this is somebody who really, really undervalues themselves, and. I I think it's worth noting. I mean, there's the old adage, of course, you get what you pay for. With prices like this, I'm not sure what you should be expecting if you receive it. Um, So, and and I guess the other reason, I'm not going to tell you who this is because I don't want you all going out and hiring this person instead of me. Because they're way cheaper than I am and I consider myself on the lower end. Um, 16-week customized diet and nutrition plan. $45 a month. So I guess sixteen weeks is going to be one hundred eighty bucks, something like that, for four months. Wow, um, sixteen week customized training program, twenty dollars a month, man. Um, so now for for diet uh, diet and training, you're looking at sixty five bucks a month. Wow, okay. Um, contest prep, female or male, hmm. um, hundred dollars a month for contest prep. Hmm. Huh. Kind of makes me wonder what kind of experience this person has. Premium coaching service, $60 a month. Now, that includes a customized nutrition plan, customized training program, weekly check-ins, and the ability to contact 12 hours a day, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so um, that's all fair, which just implies that the other stuff is not custom. So, you know, that's just a, a... web designer and a, a copywriter for my own website. I'm like, this is really confusing. This doesn't make any sense. There's too many options here. Simplify it. Um, you know, for me, I have probably oversimplified it. Like I have one offering and that is it. Uh, you can buy coaching. It's $149 a month. I don't care what your goal is. I don't care who you are. That's the rate. No contracts, bingo, no add-ons, no extra fees or anything like that. That's it. No options. <laughs> So, you know, it's kind of like, uh, wasn't there a car that you could buy like that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking of something else. Um, and then there there are additional services uh, as well that you can purchase here. So um, daily check-ins, $10 a month. Okay, so $10 a month for daily check-ins. Now, let's be generous and say, you know, there's four weeks in a month, and I'm only going to do five of those. Um, five of those days. I'm not going to do weekends. So we're looking at like 20 daily check-ins a month. First of all, why on earth is that necessary? That shouldn't be an option that you give somebody like, I want to check in every day. (sighs) Okay, great. It's your funeral, buddy. Let me tell you that right now. Um, I, I do that on peak week with people because it's important. It's also the only time it's really necessary. Um, other than that, I'm like, if, if we need to dig in a little bit more often than every week, I'll be like, let's do a check-in midweek. Just send me a quick little note. Send me an updated spreadsheet with some weigh-ins and your schedule so that we can look at that. Because um, really, I mean, you know, only so much is going to change every three days, and oftentimes it's like, "Hey, I put in this correction. I want to see how it um, how it treats you, but I don't want to wait a full week for it. So hit me up, hit me back up in a few days. Every day, come on, no. Ten dollars a month. Also, what you're looking at there is um, fifty cents a day, is what you're what you're uh, earning for that as a, as a coach. Um, weekly check ins, five dollars a month. Man, so when are you checking in otherwise? You know, what, uh, I don't understand that. What if I, um, so if I get premium coaching services, does that mean I don't have to pay for weekly check-ins because that's included? I don't, the, the, the funniest thing to me, however, is um, the last additional service, one hour video consultation. Anybody guess, anybody guesses to the price for a one hour video consultation. Presumably, this is a live thing, like a Skype or a FaceTime call. One hour. Guesses, anybody, anybody, anybody? 10 bucks. So what you have here is a coach who is doing contest prep and charging minimum wage prices. Um, wow, 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 wow. Um, that's intense. That That's just crazy to me. I found that, uh, and I just had to screenshot it. I'm like, I want to talk about this. <laughs> it just seems just so wild. Oh my goodness. Um, and also, this is somebody who, on their uh, uh, social media page, um, nothing but pictures of themselves. Not a single picture of a client anywhere to be found. So, um, as I've said before, that should be one of your big keys. If you're looking for a coach, you know they should have pictures of their clients up there. It doesn't have to be like you know, you know, like uh, Shane Hughley, where it's like wall to wall. Every single post is somebody you know with a trophy in their hand or something like that with his giant ugly ass logo on every single image. Um, but nonetheless, I mean you should have a good smattering of uh of 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 client posts, success stories, etc. So, um there I go again calling somebody out. But you know what? I'm calling him out mostly for his his graphic design um which I doubt he did himself, but it is truly hideous. It is a it is a bad piece of art right there. Um so, um what else? As a follow up to um the the Discussion on the wellness division. I like how I call that a discussion, even though it was really just me talking about it. Yeah, one person discussion. That should be a band name, actually. One person discussion. I'd do that. Um, although, as a trio, I don't know if that would really work. Um, my, my my client, Sally, she was uh, asking about this a little bit. and Like, hey, what, what do we know about it? Here's what I know about it. I've been reading about it. This is what other people are saying, et cetera. And uh, she had a comment about it that I just thought was worth revisiting here. She said, um, if they add categories, call them something badass instead of something that makes me think about women eating salads and talking about toning. <laughs> which i uh, i love that and i had to share that because yeah wellness division it's like okay are we gonna you know is are we just gonna get in our namaste pose and have beet salads and green smoothies and uh just you know see uh who who has the best collection of lululemon uh, attire because <laughs> when i think of wellness division that's what comes to mind for me i don't know uh Yeah, I don't know. I'm still not a fan. I'm not a fan. I don't question the appropriateness of the division or the utility of it. Well, that's not true. I kind of do. I kind of do. But I I get it. I get that there could be a use for this. Um, I also get that uh, if they would enforce judging standards as written, this becomes unnecessary. And I also get that adding more divisions is Making uh, it, it's creating a massive, massive problem with these shows. Um, we do not need more divisions repeat after me we do not need more divisions good Lord um, women's physique and classic physique are divisions that exist specifically because of the inability of the NPC and the ifBB to enforce their written judging standards think about that those are divisions that we would not have right now if the people who wrote the rules could just enforce them and do their damn jobs and so you take those people you put them back in women's bodybuilding you put them back in men's physique most likely. Now, I would also argue that um, classic physique is great, and I think um, we should do away with men's physique entirely and just have classic physique and bodybuilding. I think that would be way more appropriate. Um, I think classic physique should have been the division that came in when they brought in men's physique instead. Um, The the board shorts is just a horrific idea, and um, I I think that in the distant future – Our ancestors will look back on this as the dark age of bodybuilding when when they allowed men's physique competitors to get up on stage in board shorts. Um, And so hold on. Hold on. Y'all just better chill out there. I hear you. Okay. Yes, I know. I am not tarnishing the reputation or trying to stain the character of any guys who compete in men's physique. I got nothing but respect for you. That is fine. The division is there, and if it's an appropriate division for you, more power to you. Hit it. What I'm saying is I don't think the division should exist, at least not with those fucking shorts. That's terrible. That's terrible. I mean, are you going to have a uh, a women's division where they come out in yoga pants? I don't know. I'd watch that, actually. Um... <laughs> Hold on. edit. Where's the edit button? Where's the edit button? I gotta, I gotta rewind and cut the ad. Now screw it. It's fine. Um, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Here's the new bikini division. We've got the suit bottoms, and then we've got a, uh, we've got a sleeveless hoodie up top. You know, I mean, it's, uh, shorts. Why? 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 Who came up with that idea? And then who else was sitting at the table that said, you know what, that's a great idea. That's what we need. Yes, make that happen. And where was the voice of reason saying, hold on, you realize this is a bodybuilding show, right? And if we do that, we're eliminating half the body. You're aware of that, right? And we're eliminating the part of the body that everybody says is what really, you know, uh, really demonstrates a, a, a champion's work ethic, right? The legs, you get that, right? How did this happen? I mean, that it, it is a division that should not exist. And so all you guys who compete in men's physique, and trust me, you know uh, one of the reasons why I'm not competing right now is because if I were, I should probably compete in men's physique. Um, so I get it. like My physique is appropriate for that. I just don't want to do it. Um, but if you do, that's fine. Not judging you. What I'm saying is you shouldn't have the option. The division should not exist. It should have been something else um, from the get-go. Um, knee-length shorts were a terrible idea. I know this is not an uncommon opinion. I know this is not, I'm not the first person to have this opinion. I know this is also not the first time I've offered this opinion. But if you can't tell, I feel kind of strongly about this. I really do. Um, And I just, I hope and pray that this gets fixed. And I feel like the next thing that's going to happen is the NPC is going to, you know, adopt more of like what the WBFF is doing where they have a, you know, a a mainstream model category where you come out and you're like, I'm in my khakis and button up shirt and look at me. I'm hot. I'm sexy. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, or, or the, the transformation category, which, you know, can we just please just save that for Instagram and leave it up there for transformation challenges and not bring it to the stage? Um, because of the logistics of that. I mean, the only thing that you... I mean, you're going to have to have a projector to show the before picture, right? And then you're going to have the person walk out on stage. I mean, I get it. It's like your Oprah moment. It's like, whoo here I am. We don't need that at a bodybuilding show. We don't. Everybody that has competed for... I'm mean, Not everybody, but so many people that have competed for years and, years and years and years and years and years before this have those transformation stories. We don't need to see their before pictures. That's not the point of it. That's not what the show is about. The show is about... Show us your best, not show us where you've been. Because there's a whole bunch of dudes that get super fat in the offseason that can make pretty impressive transformation pictures as well. We don't want to see that either. We don't. Show us what's on stage. It's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing we care about. Please, please. I'm just, that the NPC and the IFBB seem so willing to just bring in any idea that somebody recommends and nobody checks them on it. And it scares me because it, if we keep going down this this road, then every show is going to become a two-day event. Um, and they already have just a horrific uh, show set up anyway with you know, pre-judging and finals. Why that's a thing, why that exists, I have no idea other than to sell more tickets. I get that, but come on. Do one ticket, make it more expensive. Please, please. It's just the worst show format ever. Um, and then it makes something like this, even more problematic um, because now you're making pre-judging longer you're making finals longer as well so it's a problem it's a problem so anyway I'm gonna wrap it up here and I'm gonna try and time this just right because I see in my recording program here my intro music is uh, about to come up here and so I've got about another I don't know 20 seconds or so to fill so um, hit me up on social media, Instagram at Darren underscore Star, Twitter at Darren Star, Facebook.com slash Five Star Physique, Pinterest and YouTube, uh, Five Star Physique, Five Star dot com. Click on contact, hit me up, call in 865 518 2974. And with that, I didn't have to make any edits. That is so awesome. And y'all just peace out.
1: Yeah, you
0: did shit. <laughs> I did it.